Greetings, loyalists and heretics. Welcome to Iron End Ceremony, where we once again enter the warp without an astropath. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Iron and Ceramite podcast. My name is John and today I'm joined by Shane. Hello. Tom. Hello. And Dave. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. We'll just keep uh, roll for it. Roll for know, it. Yeah. Hello, and, guys. Um, so thanks for uh, tuning in to whatever is going on here today. Um, so as we alluded to last week in the Hobby Roundup, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the tabletop side of things. We've been playing for nearly <clears> a year, <throat> I guess. Um, obviously, we've only played each other, so we're just going to sort of have a bit of a chat about how things are going, what we're learning, what we're enjoying what we don't get. Um, and then we're going to move on to talking about maybe starting our own crusade forces and, and getting a bit of a narrative game going. So I'll kick it over to anybody who wants to start. Like, how are you enjoying playing 40K? Or Shane, like specifically 9th edition, so when you've played it before? Yeah, I, I don't mind uh, kicking off. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, 9th edition is it's actually pretty good for me because it's, it's got a lot of parallels with when I started in uh, second and third edition, so the edition after Rogue Trader. Um, back then, you had all sorts of stuff like templates, like your flamers. You had to have teardrop templates and stuff like that. So it wasn't auto hitting. Had to you know cover the model with a flamer, all sorts of stuff like that. Which you know, I'm glad <laughs> it's moved past the templating because that was you know a bit of a nightmare. You always had to have stuff like that it was always getting lost or chewed up or whatever else. So it's good that that's moved away. Some of the bits that I, I you know, like I do miss some of the old bits of uh, war gear you used to have. There were things called vortex grenades that uh, would like open up rifts in uh, warp space, but then just moved around the battlefield. Um, so that they were pretty cool. But otherwise, I think I think the rule system is is, is pretty good where it is now. Um, eighth edition was simpler um, by all accounts, uh, but maybe a bit too simplistic. Um, and I know there's there's some people in the, the hobby that think maybe knife has swung too far the other way, but I, I still think it's it, it's pretty good in terms of balance the rules. I think the the only bit that's difficult is 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 maybe some of the uh, you know the, the challenges of the codexes um, and when they come out and how much it's affecting. Uh, maybe some of the 8th edition armies that are still running their codexes. But having said all of that, if you, even if you go to like the tournament scene and stuff like that, people are still winning with those old armies now, those older armies, if they build the right lists. And I think that's that's probably the bit that's difficult, is that you, you have to be a really flexible with the lists and units you have if you're going to run 8th edition armies in this edition. Um, but it can be done. But it can be done. But I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think... Um, Obviously, at the moment, I'm running Space Wolves and Necrons, and the Space Wolves, uh, in ninth edition at least anyway, are undefeated. Um, they've had a draw with uh, the Namakaj Crusade. Um, that was in uh, our games day that we had many, many months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But otherwise, they, they've done all right. And as I said, the, the Space Wolves, like most Marine armies, they're, they're fair, you, you know, I know what I'm doing with Space Marine, so it's easy to kind of pick it up and run. The Necrons have been far more of a challenge. They are definitely a gamey army, um, and they haven't got 
they seem to be really swingy. They'll swing from one extreme to another. Um, mm. And so far, as I said, I've had I've had mixed results, and it's it's only been extremes. They've either won really comfortably or they've been smashed into the ground. Um, and I think that's quite frustrating uh, as someone playing a new a new force because you want you want you want to see how they're going to go. You want to see where where you know maybe you should invest your time. And I think the trouble with all of that is that they're they've got. They've got quite a few different units that are available, but um, uh, Games Workshop, I suppose, were quite clever in that they didn't really give you any of them in the box sets. So the stuff that comes in either Imperium or even the start collecting box for Necrons, not a particularly balanced side. Um, so you always have to buy more for the Necrons, which is a bit tough. Um, I am really looking forward to eventually getting Thousand Suns out on, on the tabletop at some point, um, even if it's only 500 points. Um, just to begin with, unless I have one of uh, Dave's mad moments of inspiration and uh, and paint fifteen hundred <laughs> points in short order, um, I am, I am really looking forward to getting them out because that will be entirely different um, for me. I've never, never played chaos any chaos faction before, so I am really looking forward to that. Um, and they got a lot of psychic shenanigans, which I think is a really underutilized phase in the game, uh, especially with. Uh, with us, like the way that we've played so far, like you can just have one, like in in my Space Wolves list, just having the owl can totally swing a swing a battle in in my favour because he's he's able to do stuff. Um, I think with with yeah, very underutilized part of the game. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying to trying to run the Thousand Sun. But overall, yeah, really happy with how it's going. I think, as I said, the rule set. There are complexities to it, but there's never been an addition without complexities. And I think, you know, we've, we've probably got to that stage now where we are, like, you know, just playing against any of you. I've, you know, seen it with you, John, especially in the last match uh, I had against uh, you, Tom, as well. Like, everyone knows their army so much better now than when we yeah. first started. So the games aren't necessarily that much quicker, but what they are is there's, you know, people just know what they're doing and what stratagems they're going to run and when they're going to run them and what their units do. So I think we're we're coming to that point where it feels like it's the right time to add those extra bits in, like, you know, open war scenarios with, with the cards or uh, trying out a few crusade battles. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're naturally coming to that point of knowing our lists and what we like to run with with our comfortable factions fairly easily and then going right. What are we going to do next? How are we going to develop this? And like you know, you and it's um, uh, like John, John and Tommy, for example, you're going up to three thousand points onslaught battles. You know, it's that kind of we're almost comfortable with the anything between a thousand and two thousand points. It's like right, what do we do that's different? Yeah. So I think I think everyone has got a fairly good understanding of what's going on with it with the game. That's that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I do agree. I think that everyone's come on quite a lot. I think our first few games, and I, I was looking at the rules, and I think everyone's the same. And and we thought, what the fuck have we done? Like, we don't know what we're doing. And, and we made so many mistakes early on. And every game was a learning experience, and we were, we were learning new things. And and But I think we've got to a point now where everyone's 
helped out correcting each other and saying, actually, let's check this out. Let's check this out. Let's ask Glenn. Let's ask Shane. <laughs> let's see. How many games going, do like. we have where it's like, we, me and you, like, we do something and we're like, and we go, I don't think you can do that. And we go, well, I think I can. And we put it in the group to say, we'll ask Shane or Glenn. And they don't bloody look at it for ages. <laughs> and we're like, we've gone past it by then. And, like, and then yeah, they we'll go, for it and we'll ask completely like different. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think we've we've learned quite well, and and like you say, Shane, I think people are starting to understand their armies, especially um, the other two. Obviously, I've I've got the new Codex supplement to sort of contend with, and it's difficult building a list around how I want to build it because I haven't got the units that I want to build <laughs> a list around at the moment. Um, I've got to wait until Santa brings them, unfortunately, but. Um, I think especially um, Tommy, his Imperial Fists list, um, he's very, very good. And he's learning what works well. um, And he's very, very difficult. I I haven't beaten him with his Imperial Fists yet. Um, And John with your Death Guard as well. But you you know how to utilise your HQs. You know what strats to use. And you're getting comfortable with sort of contingencies and what to bring in and where. which, which is part of playing the game, isn't it? It's, it's, it's understanding your army, understanding where to go with it if, when things go wrong and things don't go the way you originally planned. I think that's that's quite important that I found yeah. is that you, you, you start off with these grand strategies and it doesn't work out the way that you think it does um, and you've got to adapt. But I think the, I've struggled. I know that I've, I feel like I've struggled the most. I've had a few very good victories, but quite a few humiliating defeats as well but I've learned from it and I think that Tommy and and um, John you've obviously learned a bit quicker but um, yeah we'll get so, that we'll get that well, <laughs> I mean Shane how many games have we had now? Uh, six? Uh, yeah yeah I think so something like that yeah and I've only won one against Shane and it's the only one that we've recorded too so I'll take that that's about that's right then. 95% of the games. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's, that's why uh, when, when me and Dave play, we will be recording it as well, but only only for no other reason than to make sure that you are no longer the only undefeated player on, uh, on, on record. Well, yes. enjoy, enjoy editing and uploading that we'll, video. We'll get a draw. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a draw, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, so I think I played uh, with you guys, obviously, it was... Um, we were all sort of butting heads and figuring it out. But I played against Shane quite a lot before you guys played with him. So I think I got a bit of an advantage of playing with someone who knew more of what they were doing. Although I lost horribly, I always learned a lot playing those first yeah. few games. And it was like, because that's the thing, isn't it? It's all well and good reading it. So you actually stick it on the table and roll the dice and understand what's going on. And then at the end of the game, you go, oh, fuck there's three abilities here. I didn't even look at the whole game. So, yeah. So, I think I had a bit, a good bit of help from you at the start, Shane, as well, definitely. I think and I'd go and tell Dave and Tom what we did, but I'd probably get it wrong when I was explaining it. <laughs> I'd be like, I think this is what me and Shane did. It's, it's, it's remembering all of your little specific rules. That's, that's the thing, which you, you now do, John. Right? So, mm. like, as I said, the last couple of games we've played, it's like, when we first played, it was almost like, ah, I'm sure I've got a stratagem for this, and then you can't, you just can't find it. You're like, oh yeah. well, not to worry. But whereas now you just know, right? Okay, when that happens, I'm going to do this, or yeah. I'm going to do that. And it's whenever you're learning a new army, that's the bit that takes time. You have got to play them quite a bit, 
and that's that's definitely what's happening with the next ones is they're just they've got lots of stuff to try and remember whereas marines you know it's helpful when you're playing against other marine players as well um because you know dave tom and glenn has obviously played marines as well for a while like everyone's using the same rule sets just with their own unique little flavors so you're going to remember like which doctrine you're in and you know which and even if you do forget so is the other player so it's still even (laughs) um whereas you know again the death guard have got loads loads and rules um as well and sometimes as i said being on the other side of the uh the death guard especially if you're losing you do sit there and you're like okay i wish i had a copy of that codex just so i could double check (laughs) (laughs) it's always out you can always look at it and i mean honestly most of the time when i play dave does it the most when i'll say i'm gonna do this and he goes what no let me look at that (laughs) you you you're the only yeah. one who's done it where you're like, actually come over and look for the book. I don't the believe it. And then you walk off going, that's fucking ridiculous. That's fucking <laughs> outrage. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's part of the joy of the game, right? That is one of my favourite things. When he, You've when got he to, yeah, when I go and sulk next. <laughs> but it's, no, it's, it's the idea that you've got to have trust between both of you to understand your own rules. Yeah. Um, and and accept, like accept afterwards that if someone did get them wrong, they go, oh, actually, last time we played, maybe maybe we did that slightly wrong. Mm. You go, okay, fair enough. Well, you know, we know this time. And it's, that's, that's the bit that's, that is quite nice about it, is just that trust between players that's like, you know, no, we give you shit for it, John, but, you know, we're only, we're only pulling your leg in some, yeah. most circuits. Most, yeah, most, most. You know? <laughs> but it's like, that's the, you know, you've got to trust each other to know your rules. Wait till I show you all them blank cards I've got in my strategy yeah, pack. That's it. <laughs> the old white print printer home death guard strategy yeah. card. <laughs> yeah. Can't kill this model. But yeah, uh, well, and that's it as well. And, that, and this is the thing, like what you said, you guys are all obviously marine players. So as well, like Dave said, this is advantage. You guys are all sort of as well. You can learn when you're playing each other because you've got similar rules. Every time you're like, I'm in a doctor, I'm like, what the, f-? like, why have your rules suddenly changed in this in another <laughs> round? It blows my mind every time. So I'm stuck with like, whatever I've picked, I've got to, I've got to lump it. And then all of a sudden, like Dave, the Black Templars all the time, he's like, right, now I can do this magic thing where I can just fucking just appear and smash your head off for no reason. <laughs> it does my head in. I think that's exactly word for word what it says in the book. Yeah, pretty it much. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Honestly, like, the last game, the last game we played, you ruined me. And I just there was nothing. Yeah. Well, sometimes it comes down to the dice, but I just from the start, I was just like, right, they're dead. What do I do now? They're dead. Oh, right, well, I'll do this. Nope, they're dead. Was that awesome. was the one game that I played where the stars aligned, yeah. the the dice rolled beautifully, and everything went well. And I think that I dropped about ten points in the whole game. Yeah. Um, and but that was again. It was sort of like I had my I had an idea in my head this is what I want to do and it worked out. Mm. But what I struggle with is when it doesn't work out yeah. um, and adapting very quickly. And, and obviously I'm very lucky because I've got my codex supplement, but I'm also a bit unlucky because all the rules that I was starting to get my head around and work out and say, Oh, Emperor's will works really well because I can advance and then charge and then devout push works really well because I can do this and that. And then they tweaked all the rules on it. So I've got to learn it again. Um, so 
that that's my excuse for the time being at least but um yeah i think that's the thing that i found hardest is just the the way that the rules slightly change and they it it changes how you play the army completely um which is quite hard when you're you're a new player anyway and you're starting to pick it up but mm. i'm getting there but i think that this is a bit sl- a bit slower <laughs> than, than you doing but but then that's that's to be expected, though, and it like you say with the change in the codex, it's, it's learning a lot of new stuff quickly. Yeah. And we, and before we wasn't experts anyway, was we? So we're already not experts. And then you happen to learn another load of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, the, our our last game of the day because the last three we played, um, obviously the first two. Obviously, I think we're about. I'm I'm beating you by a couple of games overall, but you beat me. At, you beat me <laughs> at the start when I was using my blood angels quite a bit. And um, over the last three games we played, the fir- the first two. I obliterated you. Mm. you just, and, but in the last one, that could have gone either way. And that yeah, it was really a lot closer. depended on a couple of charges. So you're obviously getting the hang of it now. And I think yeah. the time and play will be like on even, an even tilt. Yeah. And I think the thing with the Templars as well is that I'm quite chilled out with it because I haven't got the list that I want. Because I want to run a narrative list. I want You're the Crusader sure Squad. <laughs> no, in terms of, like, if I lose, I get pissed off. I think everyone does. Is that you don't want to yeah. lose. It, it, everyone is naturally competitive. You don't want to lose. But I'm more at peace than if I if I had the list that I really wanted to, like, this is the list that I really want to bring. And then I fucked it up. I'd be even more pissed off. Whereas now, I'm sort of like, I haven't got... Um, a Crusader squad. I haven't got the Blayguard veterans. Um, I haven't got the Redemptor Dreadnoughts. All of the things that people are saying that really work well for the, the Black Templars now. I'm not running, so I'm still in that sort of that state of I've got an excuse in my back pocket when it all goes wrong. Mm. When it all goes right, I'm like, yeah, it's a master plan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when it goes wrong, I've still got that in my back pocket. But um, yeah, I, I do want to run quite a narrative list. And obviously, this is all for fun at the end of the day, is it is nice to win. And it is nice to see the look on other people's faces when you sort of like, ha, I've won. But um, I do want to run quite a narrative list. And I don't know how competitive that's going to be as well. But um, I it's a shame that Glenn's not here because I think he's got quite a good outlook on, on playing. He's, mm. he's quite chilled about it. He plays fun lists. But he brought three dreadnoughts and the character ones um and it was fun to play against it was just a laugh so i don't think i'm ever going to be one of these people who who sort of chases that tournament level mm-hmm. i'd love to have a competitive list i'd love to go to a tournament but yeah. i don't think i'm going to be one of these people who goes all right i'm going to bring three redemptor dreadnoughts with exactly the same loadout um and and then it turns out in the next edition you can't do it. Like I think it's, with with um, the new update come out, um, the orcs have been heavily affected by it, um, and ad mech as well. I think have been quite affected by it. Um, I don't want to be one of these people who just buy stuff just to chase the tournament win. I picked Templars because they're the coolest, in my opinion, the coolest um, faction, and I want to play an army that would play like the Templars play and be fun to do it. So, and I know by doing that, I'm going to lose a lot of games, but I th- hopefully I can have a lot of fun doing it. So, I don't think you'll lose as many as you, you think you will. I think, I think anyone that's playing narrative, it, it gets closer to 50-50. I think that's just the way it is. Like, I don't think really any of our lists, maybe 
maybe the exception of some of your lists, Tom. Maybe not by design, but certainly by by the makeup of them. Now, I don't think any of our lists are really tournament friendly lists so far. Like they they've all been much more narrative type lists than than anything else. And I agree with you. I think chasing the meta, as as they like to call it, is is a quick way to spend lots of money and not have a lot of fun. Some people love tournaments, and that's fine. Um, but like you know, I was thinking about it the other day. Like a tournament game, you turn up there, you, you play like they have two and a half hour limits for the games, and in most most tournament games, they don't go beyond three turns because you've got you've got in most cases you've got a clear winner at that point, um, and that's it. You just you concede and move on. You don't get like the full five turn back and forth the narrative moments of deciding how much you're going to play how much you're not it's a it's a completely for some some people love it as and it's a part of the hobby right but i think it's um i think we're it's something that you've got to be really committed to wanting to do and i think if you know if you if, if you go to a tournament with pretty much most of the list that we're playing at the moment you'd almost be prepared to lose your four or five games and just go for the experience just because of the way the tournament players play um it is you know i mean we're, we're, we're getting better at it in terms of right thinking about the objectives and stuff like that but it's almost the the mentality is almost beyond that like you've got a you know you'd be building your list up and um I watched, I don't know if anyone saw it, SN Battle Reports. They did like a whole charity stream. Winter's SEO won it and stuff like that. And he took a specific list. So he always plays narrative, but he put took a specific list, which was a uh, uh, Death Watch, uh, not Death Watch, Death Wing. Yeah, it's Death Wing, the uh, Dark Angels. Yes. Um, to just ter- terminate spam effectively. And it wasn't designed to do anything other than not get shifted. And so he'd just take Oath's moment every game and then just run into the middle and sit there for the five turns. And that, that was it. And he ended up winning because people just couldn't break it down. But there's only so much fun you can have with that. Yeah. And that's so I, I, I think, you know, I think especially for us as we're in it where we are now, still early stage, I think it's, it's much more fun to still stick to narrative side stuff. And the only reason I, I called your list out, Tom, is because the way you build some of your lists is how we would see them in tournaments where they go like really heavy on maybe unusual choices for detachments like Vanguard detachments, like, you know, ones that are heavy on elite compared to the rest of us who might just go, you know, a couple of patrols or a battalion. Um, and that's, that's the difference is you get people that will go, you know, they'll go really heavy on all the elites and just see how it works out. Yeah, I think it's definitely like Dave touched on as well. It's, and like you said, Shane, it's a balancing act, really, isn't it? I mean, you want you want to win, like Dave said, yeah. you do want to win, of course, but you want to win on your terms. And then you can say it's me that created that win, sort of a lot, rather than just watching someone on a battle report who's really good and knows what they're doing and copying them. Yeah, you know, you, you want it to be in the right way, and for and for you to actually think, well, you know, I come up with all that, and it's uh, it was my brain that won against whoever you're playing against, sort of thing, rather than I mean, what is it? The Drukhari, isn't it? That, um, that were really strong, and everyone just kept yeah. using them at home. Where they called them barge things, uh, dark lances. They had yeah, the raiders with the dark lances. Boring. Like I couldn't do that every single game. Do the same thing. And, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right, man. 
Yeah, I think that's the thing is that I, I, I was talking, funnily enough, we were talking with Tom a little while ago. And I was saying like a dream Templar list would just be like full on Crusader squads. And if you just had like 60 Crusaders coming across the field, like it wouldn't be very competitive because blast weapons would just rip them to shreds. And, but it would just be a lot of fun to go against. It would be a very thematic army to go against. Um, maybe one day I'll get to that point. But um, I think that that would be a lot more fun than, like I said earlier, running a list with... So for the meta for Black Templars at the moment is two Impulsors, three Redemptors, a couple of squads of Blade Guard, um, and either Assault Intercessors or a, a Crusader squad. Um, yeah. I d- like, it just doesn't seem as fun as going down the narrative route. And I think that's... That's something that we're quite lucky with our group is that everyone sort of plays very much the same. Um, yeah. We want to have fun. It is about winning. Don't get me wrong. It's always about winning, but we also want to play quite narratively. Um, uh, and it takes away a little bit of that competitiveness, a little bit. Mm. I, th- I think you'd be, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I think you'd be surprised with the Crusader spam though, because I know blast, blast weapons are a thing, right? But actually we don't see our lists until... You know, we don't we, we don't change our lists after we've shown them to each other. No. So it it will only be me logging it now, going right at some point. Dave's going to turn up with sixty crusaders. <laughs> I've always got to make sure I've got at least one blast weapon in my list, <laughs> <laughs> which you know now I'm going to do. But previously, I wouldn't have done because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, like we don't really have many. And I know John, you you occasionally have some some blast in your is yeah. it the Blight haulers, blight haulers, um, blight haulers, and the plague burst crawler. Yeah, and I'm always going to run at least ten necrons if I'm running necrons and a blob. Yeah. If I'm running marines, I'd never run more than more than ten anyway. But in the neck, and I'm like, yeah. they're just going to get mullered by the uh, by the blast. But sometimes, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Yeah, well, and that's the thing as well. Like, I was like. I'm, I remember so the game that's on the on on the channel um, that I beat you in. I was like, right, well, I did pretty well. I used some blasts, got some necrons off the table, like the warriors, got them off the table. Because um, one of mine, I can't remember what it's called now, but when you tally up your kills, that was one yeah. of my secondary. So obviously, I went, well, that worked. So I'll focus on that because I saw your list. I was all right, that's what I'm going to do. And in that game, how I many? Like, I, I got quite a lot of points. Because I killed a lot of Necromorias, but they kept getting back up. Yeah. I was so focused on this is what I'm doing. I'm just going to take out Necrons and Necrons and Necrons, ignoring the fact they were getting back up. And actually, all of his decent units, especially that shard, just walked up and started slicing people's heads off. I was like, mm. no, I'm just going to keep focusing on the Necrons because it was just like that, that's where my brain went. I was like, well, fucking, this is what I want to work, and it just it didn't. Yeah, you get you get, you, you, you get tunnel vision sometimes. And I, I'm really bad for it. I have an idea. I go, this is how I'm going to play. And I'll just ignore. I think, well, I'll ignore the shard. I'll try and go after other stuff. The shard's the thing going around. I'm taking everything off the table. <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not interested in that because I know I can't beat it. That, that really worked in my favour in that game. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, and the thing is, it's like, as good as it is to win, I don't, uh, yeah, obviously I don't want to lose. Uh, because it's like I've spent all this money just to fucking just to lose, <laughs> but I don't I don't mind losing in a good like a game like the two games I had against you like Dave where you absolutely just ruined me on that game like there was no, no nothing I could do 
as horrible as it is to watch, I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the game with you, Shane, even though I lost horribly as well. Because it's just like seeing the characters do cool stuff. I know they're not really not doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. I, I think it's quite cool. And a bit of imagination that goes into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, I, don't, I don't hate losing. I just hate losing and Dave knowing about it. <laughs> The thing is, every time I lose, I do take something from it. I do sort of rage. think next rage. time. Take it personally. Rage, did you say? <laughs> yeah. I go, next time I'll do this. Next time I'll do that. Um, and it, obviously, I do want to win. But with Tom, I, I sort of, especially his Imperial Fist list, is very difficult for me to get into combat with him. Once I'm in combat, and it's been since, since the new Codex supplement, even with um, playing games against John, it always was before with the last Codex. Um, as soon as I got into combat, I was suffering with the Death Guard, but that's changed now. And it, the same again with, with playing with Tom, is that I think the Black Templars really are probably second best to the Blood Angels in terms of melee for um, Marine armies. And as soon as I get into melee, I feel great about it. But it's very difficult to get into melee, so it's just working out how to do it. Um, but I, I'd like to say, every time I'm taking something from it, and I change it, and I find that quite fun as well. In thinking that didn't work for me, but it was a lot of fun. How am I going to change that next time to deal with Tom? And like you said, Tom, like two games, you absolutely annihilated me with your eradicator blob and last time I took out most of your eradicators it was a very close game that, that was basically deciding a couple of charges um, so I do feel like I'm learning a lot from it but at the same time I don't like to lose but it's it, it's just one of those things isn't it yeah but, uh, like the last game, because me and Tom, we haven't played against each other in quite a while, but I remember when you first played, it was all about what characters look cool and what you liked. <laughs> well, and, and you used to, like, you obviously lose quite a lot. And, and you bought, what, <laughs> about 5,000 dice? <laughs> well, originally, I mean, we I played you with my first ever Imperial list, didn't I? Imperial Fists list. Hmm. Um, obviously, I didn't know much what I was doing then, but I still, that was the closest I've got to beating you or to draw in with you. I, I know you won in the end and you would have, we didn't get to the end of the game, but you would have won. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think before that, I was completely and utterly, like Dave said, I was completely playing narratively. Mm. But that, like I say, with the balancing act, it was also really soul-destroying to lose every single game. I know I was getting a couple of wins here and there, but majority of the time I was just running in and thinking, Blood Angels, we're going to tear everything to shreds and then just getting killed. Um, every single time, especially against you, John, that like every time was just pretty much an annihilation. Um, but now I'm thinking more logically about it. And even with my Blood Angels, when I played against Shane, I had a, a complete understanding of what I was going to do before I did it. I, I mean, obviously, if, if the dice went the right way, and they did, luckily. But yeah, I, I, I mean, playing against you with the Imperial Fist that time, and when I got, um, I took out your Plague Burst Caller, didn't I? Yeah first thing and I saw your face drop a little and I thought yeah this is the army for me like that I think because I couldn't have done that with my blood angels um, but yeah that, I think that, that's my number one army the imperial fists and blood angels would just be like a support chapter but um, I'm definitely gonna keep 
switching it up for you guys. That's what I've been doing lately, like with Shane. Everyone thought I was going to go with Imperial Fists because I've won four in a row with them. And I thought, no, I'm going to go with Blood Angels. Hopefully that will catch him out a bit. And I think I'm going to keep doing that because otherwise you'll uh, figure me out. <laughs> well, that's why you've got two armies though, isn't it? So you don't have to stick to one. Yeah. Mix and match. But I'm looking forward to our match, John. 3,000 points. It's going to be crazy. And we're not, what we're not starting till like 7.30 at night as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the good thing is I'm on nights the next day, so I can stay up all night. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be staying up all night anyway, so I might as well stay at Tom's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's no, going to be a very long night. Well, yeah. It's going to be a two hour setup just to get everything on the bloody table. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing is that, that, that with the amount of firepower that you both are going to have, hmm. like, if it goes well in the first turn, like, I can't remember, I think it was Tom. Tom took out about 700 points in my first round before I even moved a model. That's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. And, <laughs> 700 points in a game. And that was, around. and that was, like I said, like, I was thought, fuck it, I'm not going to win this now, but. Um, <laughs> I was going to jump out the window, honestly. <laughs> I, I felt like it. I felt like literally just. He very slowly picked up his executioner and turned around and he was like, shell shocked. <laughs> it was horrible. It's just like everything was falling on that. And I was thinking, in my head, I was like, I had this great plan. And within Tom's first turn, uh, yeah, it was shit. But um, I think it'd be quite interesting with 3,000 points, the amount of damage that you could do. In the first turn, um, that could could sway it quite a lot, but I think with that know. many points, I don't know. I think you've got to be deployment becomes really important, as mm. do things like deep striking and strategic reserves, yeah, because you don't, you know, you don't need to have it all on the table. That's the thing, no. you've, got, you've got a full size table, so you've got yeah. the biggest space you can have. Uh, Tom, if you're playing on Tom's table, he's got lots of good terrain. With with lots of different features as well, so there's there's plenty of stuff you can do too with deployment and spreading those units out across the entire like battle turns, as it were. So you don't you don't commit everything. Um, I was, you know, it's quite rare to get seven hundred in one turn. That's quite you know, Dave. Unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't go your way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, half of that was this the executioner, but it was a good good shooting round for, yeah. for Tommy in that time. But I think that's one of the things that I need to learn more from is keeping things off the table. Yeah. Because the only thing I do is like, if it got grab shoes, maybe my suppressors or Reavers and then my Terminator. I, I, I don't think I've ever used strategic reserves. Perhaps I should with a, with a Templar army. Um, and it's just, again, it's just that learning experience of what works well and what, what needs to happen. And in the bigger games, I will. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you sort of just want to put everything on the table, and I'm just going to run across, and this is yeah. going to work perfectly. Yeah. And and it's it's hard to think tactically sometimes that perhaps I should keep a couple of them really important units back well, because think- if I get a first turn, then yeah. yeah, then these are these are the ones that are going to be doing the damage. Yeah. And it's that sort of roll the dice is a gambling. This is at the end of the day. If you get first turn, then great. I, I could get right out the board and I could do the damage to them but sometimes you need yeah, to be a bit more sensible like, I painted it I want it to be on the table the entire game like, yeah. that, that's the mentality like, I'm not deep striking it because I like these I want, I want to play <laughs> with them and then you watch them get like taken out if they are that's not fun or you put them on the table and forget to bloody move them 
<laughs> yeah, which is even worse. <laughs> which I've done. I've done it recently. I know Tom, you, you used to do it quite a lot. You just leave things. I, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, I um, I used to deep strike with my terminators, didn't I? Into a place where if I didn't make the charge onto that one small unit that I've for some reason gone for, I was literally stranded away from all the objectives, any terrain, any of your army. Just that one small unit would just lock up my terminators. I used to do it every game, yeah. and I did it with you as well, didn't I, Dave? Kept deep striking yeah. and going nowhere with it. But um, I've learned from that. As I said, it's because in your head you're like, oh, brilliant! Terminators can deep strike. I'm going to put them in deep strike, and then. You, as you said, you get tunnel vision. You're like, I'm going to deep strike them. That's going to happen. And then yeah. you're like, by the time you've deep striked me, you go, what, what have I done that for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was weird. It was like almost like that's what they do. That's, it was almost like that's what they have to do. Yeah. So <laughs> the brainwork, that's what their ability is. So you have to do that. And I just didn't think, well, I think you said it first, Shane. Or maybe it was you, Dave, or maybe both of you. Just put them on a table and trudge up. If they got a, an in bun, a four up in bun, just trudge up the table with them. Not much is going to take them out with a two plus save. And uh, you might, you're better to have them on there and ready to do something rather than off the field and then getting stranded when they come in. So yeah. that's what I've done so far. And it's worked a lot better when I have used them. I think. Yeah, you don't use them as much anymore. <laughs> I, used against, I used them against Shane. And I, yeah, I was definitely not going to deep strike them there with that. I think that's it. It's, it's the, I think it's the size of the battle field you're on, as well as the points you're playing with. So, as I said, three thousand points onslaught. I'd be like, right, I'm going to deep strike some of this stuff. Obviously, you've got to be a bit careful with it because with that many units that are going to be on the table, you're also going to get less places to deep strike them in. Mm. So you got to you got to keep that in mind. But like there are sometimes it works really well and sometimes it doesn't. Like as I said, one of the other bits is getting stuck in your head that it's going to be like, right, I'm going to deep strike these in behind, um, and it's going to be glorious because I'm going to have all of my units going one way and I'm going to sweep up the back with the terminators and they'll mm-hmm. have to deal with it. I've, I don't think I've ever done that because it's never worked out. Like it's just like I've, I've deep striked them into the middle and that works really well because it's yeah. like. Suddenly, it's like shit. You've got all of your other units, and now there's terminators in there. Or I uh, worked really well against you actually on the um, Scorpec Lord and his yeah. uh, Veil of Darkness thing. And he, he kind of it's kind of like a deep strike, but it wasn't. And again, I think that threw you because they weren't in deep strike. It's just like a relic. So it's yeah, like it's oh, yeah. shit. That yeah. caused a few problems. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was banking on like how swing when we played the first time, how swingy they were. Yeah. I was banking on them not doing too much and just sort of again, it's like I was focused on what I wanted to do. I was like, well, I'm just gonna ignore that and just play around it. And then I had the shard slicing me down, and then they were just taking me out from behind. But I was like, no, I've got a plan, I'm just gonna keep to it. And just what like everything just got whittled away. <laughs> Scorpec like, Lord still did fuck all. He is yeah, he did ever. Yeah. <laughs> But I still persist with him. He's, he's then, such a cool model, but yeah. he does fuck all. <laughs> I've used the, the Demon Prince twice, and both times he's. Like, I played against Dave. Well, I think I've used him three times. First time he did all right, but he just. I, I where I deployed him was off to one side with yeah wherever it was, and he did all right. Like everything he came in contact with, me, like he killed. It was great, but then it was like by the time I wanted him to go and do what I wanted him to do. 
the game was the other side, over. Yeah. He, I think he finished the game just sort of standing in the middle of the field doing nothing. And then, like, the next two times I played him, um, I can't remember what happened when I played with you the second time, but I know he, he died. And then when we played with you, Shane, like, he just got fucking sharded straight straight down the middle. There was, there was nothing I could have done. And he, just, he didn't even get, I don't even think he got to fight at all. He didn't. I think he got off a psychic <laughs> ability and, and just died. And it was just like, I, really I, wanted, might, I wanted him to at least, at least have a go. If you get wings on him, mate, I think that'll be the making of him for you. Definitely. Just that, yeah. just that little extra movement. Yeah, it's only two inches. But the problem is, it's like, I think, oh, I want to get him up the field. But death guard... It's two inches, but it's also the fly keyword. Well, it is, yeah, that that is the benefit, I guess. But I want to get him up the battlefield to fight because he's big and scary. I want you to focus on him. But actually, no one else can keep up with it. Like, no, like everything else is five inches. All right, I've, I've got my... Um, Lightbringer gives everyone an extra inch, which I normally forget about until it's too fucking late, um, <laughs> which is frustrating. And then, yeah, and then he's uh, he's there on his own, so it's like, well, he's moved up. He's a sitting he's a sitting duck now because there's no other units around to take any fire, or I hold him back, and you've got to come to him. So it's, it's getting the balance with like a new a new toy, isn't it, or a new character? I mean, um, where's best to use it? Like both times I've used the uh, malignifier thing, like, I've put it in a ship position. And it's done nothing. Um, like the first time I played it, Dave even was like, give me the option to move it and put it in a better place, which I was like, yeah, I've placed it. I'm just going to stick with it. What I should have done is taken it up on it because it might have actually helped, helped me change that game slightly. Uh, and then like, and it, and it did nothing. It was just a bit of scenery for the rest of the game. It actually hindered me because of the, we played on my small table yeah. sideways and I had to send everything around it. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> and when I played Ruchet, I it just wasn't, Again, the table wasn't big enough. I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to stay away from it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly what I did. It worked so well in that game that, that like I said, the stars aligned. Mm. It stopped you getting to where I didn't want you to be. Yeah. And let me just get all the way around. So it was, it was actually a 75 point hindrance to you rather yeah, I than myself massively. <laughs> you actually put that building in front of your armor. The problem is, it was so. We played one of the ones, you know, when normally um, you start off right down the end. We played one of the games that's sideways, so you're actually a lot oh, closer. Yeah. So I could not put it on the table, but I was very limited. Because of the scenery we already had on, I was very <clears> limited <throat> of where I could put it. Because when we played with you, Shane, it went on our scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah I let you drop it in early, yeah. But when me and Dave played it, I played it as a character or a unit, so I put it on in deployment, and there was just nowhere to put it, apart from that one pl- If I taking Dave's offer of moving it and putting it in that better place, <laughs> fine. But I put it sort of right in the middle and I was like, well, it's a bit of cover. Everything's got to go round it. And I sort of pushed myself away from the centre. And yeah, it was just like... And then and the way that Dave's game was, obviously, again, getting into melee with him as quick as I did was a massive mistake. Because normally I'm like, Death Guard, let's get in and, and fight. I should have done a lot more shooting, but the game was so close. And then I walked up and sent my terminators, terminators up to take out, what were they, some intercessors, and then your terminators come up and just pushed them off the board. It was yeah. horrendous. Yeah. That's only Glenn has cleaned them that quickly before. Yeah. That's it. I was so happy with that because it's the only time that I've ever actually destroyed a full unit of terminators. Yeah. Well, your terminators at least. But um, if, yeah, some of my stratagems are uh, really, really good. 
mm. and it's just learning what works yeah. and 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 working out what units is best to target with those with, with those relics or the strats or um the sort of bits and bobs that we've got but um i am slowly slowly getting my head around it yeah. um and i think hopefully next time i can actually beat tom but obviously i've got shane in the meantime and i don't know what he's going to bring and we'll see yeah. we'll see the only thing i don't like is how unclear some of the rules are like the very very two people can read it and it's like that you read a rule in your own codex well this is how it plays but someone else reads it and they're like well that, that's not how it plays it plays it's like this there's a lot of um ambiguity in what it means and sometimes you could have a rule that counteracts each other and neither of like, it doesn't make sense for either of you it's the wording of a lot of it, isn't it? Just yeah. the way it's worded. Like I was saying with Dave, and it's probably going to sound silly saying it now, but um, what was we talking about, Dave? What was that? Um, oh, fuck, I forgot about it now. What we was going to bring up? We was going to bring something up to the group, wasn't we? Do you remember? Clearly no, not. forward, but I don't know fuck all. Right. But we've, we've done it, Dave, where we're both reading a rule and we're like, well, we, and we're standing there looking at the same words and we both disagree of what it this means. Is, yeah, this is how I see it. This is how you yeah, see it. Yeah. Because we both want to see it in our own favour. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's really awkward. That was it. Sorry. Um, so basically, in the, in the rules, it says that if you charged, you will always attack first or you will always fight first. But there are stratagems that can that Dave used against me, um, yeah. which fair enough, you have to pay counter two offensive, counter offensive, and he wrecked my blade guard with that. And I'd seen that in my pack, in my Space Marine card data card pack, and I'd thought, well, it can't mean what I think it means because surely that's like stupid. You know, you you charge first, and it says in the book you always fight first. And in my mind, it, it sort of it, if it had been said something like you always fight first unless. You know, mm. and then explain why when you couldn't fight first, as opposed to unless saying, Dave oh, uses this strat. Unless <laughs> yeah. Dave, well, you know, unless unless you use a, a specific strat, saying yeah. that you can't or something like that. So it's it's technically not always. I mean, but you know, and, and I just had that locked in my mind that key word of always, and therefore I just overlooked it completely and got wrecked. Would you kill five of my blade guard with your terminators in that two CP you use? Yeah. yeah, horrible. That's the thing is that when when you've got Sigismund Seal. On a unit, mm. like it is, it is horrible. Like I've wiped out a load of your blade guard, a load of um, John's terminators, and when it works, it's great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like I say, I think that's, I, I think I played it right, and I think using well, the counter offensive. That wasn't the first combat in the turn, was it? No, it was second. So yeah, then that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we thought, and I think I even said to you as well, didn't I? That because um, you need to use your hardest hitting unit first that you've charged yeah, with in case someone uses it. And I think that's, yeah, that's obviously what you need to take away from that. Because yeah. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to keep an eye on, your, you know, who, like, if that, again, it's a learning experience, right? So you, you look at it next time and you'd go, right, Dave's only got one CP, so I'll pick whatever I like because I know he can't, yeah. he can't intervene um, or interrupt. But if he's got two, you're always going to be, or anyone, any Marine player's got two CP, you're always going to look at it and go, okay, he could he could interrupt here. So 
oh yeah as i said you go for the hardest hitting unit first yeah and that was just a stupid stupid mistake on my part because in my mind i always like to leave the without knowing that i always like to leave the hardest hitting unit until the end yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i was even doing it just to like oh i'll save him till the end so build up yeah <laughs> And then, but now I realise, oh god, shit, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> it was a good idea. It worked out brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> Who won? Yeah, Dave, Dave didn't talk you out. Oh no, no, no. go ahead, Tom. Yeah, yeah do that. Oh, like, yeah, that time. But there's like, um, there's that little integrity to the game as well. Sometimes where it's like, and I'm very grateful because everyone always points out like things that I fucking forget or do wrong or miss. But sometimes you'll stand there and they'll be like, you can just watch them like move on from something or like move past. If you're shooting and you're going along the line and miss something big out and you're like, do I mention it or do I just stand here and pray that they don't remember? And then you're always like, no, are you going to use that? And you're like, oh, yeah, thanks. But sometimes like, you forget, you're like, fuck. I'm, I'm past it. But we're quite forgiving sometimes, I think. You yeah, say, yeah, go back and do it. Yeah. I've thought about that quite a lot, like whether there's going to be a point with us when we know really know what we're doing when we say to each other if if it's a genuine mistake and you've just forgot something minor then fine but if it's something like that you're forgetting and that's sort of your fault because you should know your army by now yeah. maybe there'll become a point where we say that to each other like if you forget that's it you know because i quite enjoy it being fair like when me and Dave yeah. played the last few times. We've been really fair with each other, and it's made it a lot more enjoyable, win, lose, or draw type of a thing. Mm. But yeah, but then you're in the back of your mind, you get to like that last round. You think if I, I should have said oh, no I'm to that because now I'm losing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you only won because I'm generous. Yeah. No, but it's, yeah, that's the thing. It's just like as long as you know, because the thing is, if you're just going to be dicks all the time, then you're very quickly not going to want to play with certain people and. You just ruin it for yourself. Uh, right, so right, we pause for a break, and like I was saying, let's go from one game that we haven't uh, quite mastered to another version of the game that's going to take me even longer to figure out. Um, Shane, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, so this this actually came from a few conversations between a few of us. Uh, with ideas of what we want to do next. I know Glenn's mentioned it, um, and I know I think he's discussed it with you as well, Tom. Uh, the idea of maybe maybe sort of branching out a bit and trying out the crusade system in the core book. It was a big it was a big change from eighth um, to ninth edition. In the, um, in eighth edition, it was it was effectively it was the narrative side, so it was narrative play where it wasn't necessarily as balanced. You could do more different bits and pieces, and it was it was much more about playing the narrative and they said in ninth, we're going to give you a, a, a mechanic to play more narrative, play more narrative battles. And this is what the crusade system is. The idea behind the crusade system is that it's like a, uh, a way of having an ongoing narrative with, with, with your army. So a bit like a, a role-playing game, as well. you can get into, you can get into like improving your, your units through uh, the crusade system or the role-playing system. And this is where, like all of the battles we play, for example, are points based, but this is where the power level comes in. So where you can, although power level is, is used for simpler games for new players to work out, you know, very quickly, a, a fairly balanced list. Um, 
this is this is where it comes in the crusade as well. You see, you use power levels rather than points um, to to mm. build out a like a small force, you know, strike force size um, list. Well, list, but it's slightly different in in terms of makeup. And effectively, you bring it and and play against someone else that's also doing the same thing. But the the key difference is before you start the you know the game or getting into it. You, you effectively have a crusade roster. Now, it's, it's again, it's a shame because like, it's a bit like Blood Bowl and how that was where you'd have a team roster and every player that you have can develop and some of them get injuries and some of them get strengths and stuff like that. And it's the same sort of principle. So you have your starting army list, which is a certain uh, power, normally uh, 50 power. Power level would be what you'd go with. And then as you play the games... So one of the big components about it is after the end of the battle, after the end of the game, you have, you have upkeep effectively, which is where you go through and you go through, right, this unit got taken out. So actually I've now got a roll on a table in the crusade books to see whether they get like a battle scar or whether they're okay. And, and it's likewise, you've got units that maybe hit their objectives or did something heroic an action that you were going to take during the, the game. And if they succeed, you roll on a different table to give them advantage. And it might be that they get, you know, an extra inch to their movement or they get plus one to hit or something like that happens to them. And again, you record it on your crusade sheet so that you've always got this record of what's happened to your units as as you go through various battles. Um, so with and, that, Shane, yeah. regarding um, roll, rolling for whatever you're going to get, is that a set thing? It's not something you can select fit for your own, what you would want, you have to roll for it. It's uh, Yeah, it's in, in the book, it's on a couple of different tables. So you've got like the Battle Scars table, and then in, in your independent army books, they'll have different bits and pieces that you can look at. And then alongside that, you also get um, different bits. So we'll come back to that. So that, that's, that's like what you would do after the battle in the upkeep phase. One of the things that you do as you get into the games when you're starting them as well is you have, I think they're called requisition points, which is effectively what you can use to buy things like um, uh, specific crusade relics or upgrade the amount of power you can have in your list so you can you can spend them. And I think you can, you can never have more than five requisition points for your crusade force. Always one of the advice or the bits of advice I've read is you know, first game out, always spend one of your requisition points because you're going to get one back for playing the battle anyway. So, they're, they're things that you're that they're limited, but they limited to the number you can have five. But they will do things like let's say you get a battle scar on one of your characters, you can use requisition points to heal, heal them up, for example, and not take those battle scars. But if you don't have them, you've got to, you've got to take it anyway. So there's there's different bits and pieces. There's lots of little mechanics, and they all come pre and post games. The game itself you would play normally anyway. So the actual mechanics of the game don't change. It's more what you do pre and post game. So it's, it's like you know, as I said, forty k. There, there's a lot of admin, but people you know people love it. That's why you do it. List building and stuff like that. Reading your codexes, understanding you know all of the ramifications of, of modifiers it's it, it feeds into the idea of what we like about the hobby so this is just an extension of that it's not for everyone but it's yeah. it's definitely something that, that can work and i think the nice thing about it is you can get quite narrative about it so mm -hmm. for example it's like right my 
uh, list for the Space Wolves, for example, um, I've said, right, I'm not going to have any named characters in it. So there's no be characters because like you have you know lieutenants have the character keyword but there won't Ragnar's not going to be in it Bjorn's not going to be in it people like that aren't going to be in it because you know in my head it's like this is a you know splinter faction that's gone into the eye of terror to 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 hunt for Russ or something like that you know that's what they're doing and as they've gone in there they've bundled across like a load of nerglings so it'll be like right We'll have, we'll have we'll have a fight and so they could all be primaries or maybe you know they're all primaries but there's you know a uh, a squad from the first company in there as well so that's where the wolf guard are in there and you can be quite narrative with how you you play those lists out and develop them um and then the other thing that i quite like about it is it's it's that ability that then we can all play like again we could all play the same sort of lists and armies over and over again and you know one battle could go one way and will lead to an entirely different result and then a couple of games later we could play exactly the same lists but you know they've come back with a couple of battle scars or a couple of modifiers and it will change the output of that that entire battle and again you get to record it and see how it develops the other thing they do with it as well that's quite interesting is that there's like a handicapping system to it as well so if by that time you know the power level is 10 points of difference then whoever has less ends up with uh, more command points for that game so they try and balance it out by making sure that if, if you're fielding a weaker list than someone else you get more command points the idea being that you know your global command or whatever has said right we need to give more resources or more more uh, tactical focus to this engagement because they're up against it and so that's how they try and balance it so that you go into it with 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 a chance right because you've got more cp to throw at it so with the requisition points how many do you have to accrue them from the beginning so you start with none and then you have to at least have one battle to get one or do you start with an amount you start with five is my understanding straight away, so you've already so got yeah, that, that before the battle even straight away yeah yeah you could okay, cool, so, cool. so you could look at that five and you could go right i'm going to spend uh one to give uh, my um, whoever whoever your HQ is, you could be like, right, I'm going to spend one to give them a relic, crusade relic, oh. um, or I'm going to spend five to give myself another five power level or whatever. I can't remember how much you need to spend to up your power level, but you can spend them to up your power level, and then I'm going to take an extra squad of five intercessors or whatever the equivalent would be in power level. Yeah, and then you know at your first match you could be going fifty-five power level versus someone that's still only got 50 but if at the end of that let's say you spent four or five four of them you had one left but three of your units got taken out which means you'd have to roll for battle scars and they pick them up you can only you can only use that requisition point to wipe off a battle scar for one of those units because once they've got it they've got it so it's a balance of how many of those requisition points do you keep for healing your units at the end of the battle versus improving your army before it starts yeah yeah no that makes sense mm -hmm. so you could have like um someone could have a bigger army than you power level wise mm -hmm. but some of your characters would have a warlord trait and maybe a relic that you've spent your money on yeah. so it looked like it was uneven but actually you've got stronger units within that so yeah. it would be still even. yeah yeah that makes and sense. and if it was that you would you would get additional command points to spend in the battle because of that difference in power level. All right, cool. 
It sounds good, man. Sounds interesting. I can't wait to get started. I imagine yeah, I the games are a bit quicker, aren't they? Because you're using less models, or does it, do the dynamics work different during the game? No, it, that's what I mean. The, the actual core mechanics are exactly the same. So the actual game itself, like again, you'd you'd roll off the um, your mission, what yeah. you're doing. Like you can use the you'd use the crusade missions uh, specifically, but you can you, effectively you can do whatever you like in that regard. Yeah. Um, as I said, and it, 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 they, they would start off a bit quicker because 50 power is about 1,000 points. Right. Depending on how you pick your units, sometimes it might be less than 1,000, sometimes it might be over. But it's, it's the idea is that, it's, that you're, using, you're using your power rather than your um, points in this instance. And then the other thing is, like, you know, um, as I said, some people might go, you know what, I want a character in there, but those characters can never improve. So if you've got a named character in, well, let's say I did take Ragnar, for example, and he got to the end and he had done all of the bits and pieces that he needed to do to get improvement, he can't. He has to stay at that level. Mm. Whereas if it was a, uh, like a captain or something like that, he'd done a load and like you know he can roll on the tables to improve, um, whereas named characters can't. They're, they're just stuck at that point, which is why it encourages you to kind of take your vanilla units as it were your unnamed units and almost create the story yourself so yeah. you know like my uh lieutenant dude that we looked at in the last podcast who uh, i said was going to be like the hq for, for for the command force of, of the wolves for example he might he might have a couple of really good battles and as he goes he's you know he's going to earn himself a name on my little sheet and uh turn himself into a you know, someone someone that's got a bit of a story behind it, as opposed to just taking, you know, a character that's got an imposed GW story to them. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Idea to that. Sorry, go on, John. Oh, it's just because I, I'm just because I'm I put no like um, forward. I've not really looked out, but just like for this out, I'd love to have Felfius head an army of just pure scum. I think I just think that'd be great. There's, there's the name for your crusade force, pure scum. Pure scum. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I could just, I think that'd be really cool having him just lead. Like, I was just, because I was just literally just briefly looking at like spreaders of disease and all this stuff just to add more to it, right? Just to, and chaos boons and yeah. bits of piece just to make them like every time you see them, they're just like the, the, the disgusting contagions they're going to have would be different. That's what I mean. We've, we've, yeah. we've, you know, we've paid for this rule set. It's in all our core books. It's in all of our uh, codexes. Yeah. We're not using it. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting shortchanged at the moment. We may as well start, start using it to use the full, uh, the, full, the full gamut. Yeah. How far does it actually go, though? Do you just, do you have like a, an, an, an end in mind? Or I, is it? I think it's, it's one of the, because, you know, you've got to be fairly, like you realistic with it, for example. So your crusade force, you're never going to be able to play like a open war, you know, um, eternal war game because it's not done on points. And all of those little bits that you get on your characters, they're therefore crusade rules, if that makes sense. It's not necessarily for your standard standard game. So mm. I mean obviously you could you could agree with someone and say, Yeah, we're just gonna use our crusade forces because they're pretty evenly balanced and so on and so forth. You could do that. But the idea is that you play it within the crusade system so that, that gives it the balance. Um 
and it really comes down to how you want to play it, right? Because you could say, right, well, you know, you could almost you could put league structures and stuff like that around it and say, right, we're going to play, you know, ten games and we're going to call it the yeah, again, you, you whack the narrative on it, right? So you've got like um, what's it, Warzone, Charidon. You've got these various war zones that that happen at the moment that are officially sort of licensed. But it, you know, we could as, as Iron and Terramite, we could come up with our own war zone narrative and say, right, everyone's going to get five battles against everyone else. That's that's how long the Crusaders. I mean, you know, there's what, five of us, everyone playing each other five times. That's a lot of battles. Yeah. Um by the end of that you're going to have you're going to have a fairly different list to what you started out as you might not even want to go that long it might just be a couple of battles each for the first one but it it allows you to tell stories about your army as opposed to just fight them once and then tweak them and change them it's like they they grow across the the amount of time you're playing um and the limitations are really just how far you want to go it you go right we're going to I mean, five games each might be a bit. Five games against everyone might be too much, but you might want to go like, okay, we'll do two or three where yeah. everyone plays everyone else that many times. And then we'll see who ends up on what power, you know, which armies got a kicking. You know, you can, we can talk about it more in a narrative sense. And then at the end of it, you can go, right, well, this has actually formed a bit of a story. And it might be that, you know, the, the Namakaj Crusade at Templars started off getting a pasting and then what I didn't realise the background Dave learned about his book a bit more and then suddenly <laughs> suddenly I've, you know literally I've got it out in front of me now so yeah <laughs> there, 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 there'll be a turning point right where you know you you, you smushed like a, a load of thousands a thousand sun war band that happened to stumble into Templar territory and uh, that was yeah. the turning point for your crusade mm. um, so it just enables you as I said it's much more of a narrative engine because you stick with the same units and army over a longer period of time. Mm. <clears throat> I, I like that. I think maybe if we look to say in the new year, start, like you said, a league of between us, if we agree to do, I don't know, to start, to get a hang of it, two games against each other. Mm-hmm. So obviously between the five of us and then, um, just see where we are, and, and then we could develop from there just to get a taste of it, because I, I think mean, that sounds pretty cool. And uh, it, it, As I said, it, it's, and it, even when you sit down and you do like the battle with, like, we're all going to play each other separate times, because that's, I was saying this time, like, you know, it might be one week, you're like, do you know what, I really, I really don't fancy getting the old crusade out, let's just have a 2,000 point dust up. It's yeah. like, that's fine, you know, you just do a different list that that's all yeah. it is but you might be like no really want to get the crusade back and going let's see how we go and like it could be you know that like i don't play john for three or four games and then suddenly play your your death guard crusade force and i'll be like oh what's happened to these boys then and take me through like oh well, in the first match this happened he did really well when he got this but then mm. this and so you know you, you learn the story of what's happened with this yeah. force before you even play it i like that i like that idea I've not obviously again been concentrating on learning the game we've been playing, so I've not spent any time looking at Crusade and didn't really pay any mind. But actually, it sounds really good, like something I could really get stuck stuck doing. So I'm playing um, yeah. uh, um, like um, what's it called, general manager mode. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, versus SmackDown, and 
just getting into that. I used to love that. So this is, you know, I'm definitely keen. I think, you know, and it, we can we can do stuff with it. Like if you, if you go back, it's almost like if you go back to one of our original pods and the, the, the time long ago now where we all talked about our first thousand point list and we put yeah. them all up. There you go. That's where we start again. It's like, right, this is my 50 power level crusade. What do we all think? And then go from there. Oh, there you go. That's the theme for next uh, podcast. I know you guys have already, you and uh, Tom have already done a couple. So I, but I love list building. Like, oh, I'll, make yeah. a, like, I'll, I'll build a list for anything. I, the one thing I haven't done is I haven't done a uh, Necron crusade piece yet. As I said, I might not bother. It might be uh, Space Wolves or Thousand Suns. Yeah. I'd love to play the Thousand Suns. I really think that would be so narratively cool with some Marines against them. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, I, I do really want to get it done. And as I said, I've got I've got several lists. I know how much I've got to get painted. I've just got to I've got to get it done. The problem is like if because of how into the narrative you are, Shane, you're going to end up making these thousand sons and not leaving the house because you're really going to do in space wolves and thousand sons. I'll just be playing that. There'll be paper all around like plastered all around the house with strings going all over the place. It'll be like a madhouse. Yeah. And your, um, your wolfy names for them as well that you come up with Shane. Yeah. I, I, I looked at your, your uh, uh, crusade force that we shared on the, on the group the other day and I was like, how has he given his captain a name? <laughs> like, that's why I asked what list building thing you used. Yeah. And then I was like, right, I might start doing this. I'm going to have to start thinking of some good, uh, good wolfy names. Yeah. Does it not have a name builder in the back of there, your there is There is a name, a name generator. Indeed. Yeah, there is. Um, I've got one as well in my Imperial Fistfight, but I refuse to use it though. I'm like, no, I'm not going to copy them. I can't with my own. I'm, I'm, I'm unique. <laughs> I do look at it and I go, yeah, actually, you know, I'm going to try and do that. And then I, every now and then I'm like, oh, yeah, but how, how many, how many names are there? <laughs> It'll just be like the, uh, the Swedish football team. They'll all be called something sun. Something sun. <laughs> yeah. Mansfieldicus sun. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think uh, the, the Mansfield name lends itself to uh, to Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, John, I'm, I'm excited to start doing this now. Um, it's annoying because the other 400 things I'm excited to get on with <laughs> as well. It's just adding adding to the work. It'll be good though. It'll be really good. Well, we're definitely in January. We'll set something up. We'll get everyone around to my gaming table. I'll separate it into two. Mm-hmm. And then we'll maybe we'll start the crusade all together. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that we'll first first game together be quite good. Cool. Um, well, and then the the challenge then for the next pod have a have a crusade list or two ready to yeah. go, and we'll, we'll share. And uh, Shane can tell us it's, how how wrong mine is. <laughs> I, 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 I don't <laughs> so think it's fifty power level. So it's fifty power level. So I would. Um, I actually found it easier to use Battlescribe to to do it because it it shows you the power level as well, like the Warhammer. How many points is that roughly? It's just it, it's about a thousand. It will probably be twenty points either side of that because the key thing with power level is like you know don't don't be afraid of loading units up like as mm. it, as it were like you can give them like any of the extras they can take and it doesn't really affect their power level. But like oh, if you've yes. got a five man squad. And you turn it into a six-man squad That's in points. That yeah, 
in points that'd just be the points for the single model, but in power level it doubles. Mm. So you got it. That that's how you you kind of uh, yeah you can play play around with it. Cool. Um, right. So before we go, Tom, do you want to just remind everyone about the painting competition, which is in full swing? Yeah, cool. No worries. Um, so obviously last week um, we told you all about the painting competition we were going to be hosting. Uh, it's in full swing now. We've had a lot of um, decent entries so far. Um, so yeah, enjoyed looking at them. So you've, remember, you've still got till the end of December um, to get in touch with us on Instagram and send us your pictures. Obviously, all the descriptions are on Instagram of what you have to do in order to enter which is just follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and also leave a comment on our previous video from last week, which was obviously the first time we announced that we was going to be hosting the competition. Uh, and yeah, good luck with your entries for the future. I look forward to seeing you in our, in our little click. And just so they know what video to click on, what's the competition called? So it was the Artificer's Quest. That is the uh, competition name, and that is the video you need to comment on on YouTube. Brilliant. Awesome. Right. So Instagram, Iron and Ceramite, Twitter, Iron and Ceramite, Facebook, Iron and Ceramite, Patreon. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Check out the podcast. Watch and listen, whatever you want to do. Uh, and obviously, if you're buying your hobby stuff, go to Element Games. Click on the link in the video below. And um, every penny we make from you guys as uh, thanks, we'll obviously go back into the channel to improve everything. Um, and that's it. Exterminatus. See you later. I'm going to bed. <laughs> very good very good as always we would like to thank you for listening to our iron and ceramide podcast if you liked us then you can also find us on youtube facebook instagram and any other good podcast services just remember in the grim darkness of the far future there is only war Hello, everyone, and welcome to Iron and Ceramite. Um, you're joining myself, John, Shane, and Tommy for this, and Dave. I'll start oh, that I'll again. I'll fuck myself then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so I'll start that again. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> you're at the bottom, so I just skipped it completely. Uh, right. Ready for round two or three, whatever we're on now? Are you wearing leggings? Me? Yeah. Leggings? (laughs) Fucking jogging for legs. Leggings? Just look when you put your knee up, it just looks like you're wearing a pair of leggings. Yeah, brilliant. I'm just going to get some gloves. Honestly, it's freezing in there. Hang on. Turn the heat on. He called you an old man for two cost sweets. So he won't put, put the bloody heat on. Maybe he can't afford it after buying the airbrush. <laughs> I've lived here for eight years and I've only ever put the heating on once and that was when I had people over for Christmas Day. So... I'm not going to start now. Ebenezer Tom. <laughs> why? Hey, because why? I, I used to be fat, didn't I? I remember, I was massive and heat and like the, the I, cold. I completely forgot that. But the only the first ten years that I knew you, you were fucking yeah, exactly. obese.
Yeah. So, <laughs> so I always used to be warm, and now all of a sudden I'm like I'm stuck in that way. I'm like I know I'm not going to put it on. I'm not going to fucking like, do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> You are a mad person, aren't you? Only sometimes. Hmm. Right. That's all right. Um, so, shall we move on from one game that we haven't quite mastered to another version of the game that I have no idea of what the we hell? Pause doing? it for a minute so I can go for a piss. Yeah. 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 This is weird. You started it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read the next part of Mechanicum as well. Yeah, so while I was looking at that the other day, I was thinking oh, I must listen to the next the next bit for yeah. uh, for whenever we we decide we're going to do it. Yeah. It's not too bad because we've got obviously now we'll have because it came out today, so we've got f- two weeks. Then the third part three will be up, so we've got quite a while anyway. Oh, okay, all right, plenty of time. I don't know when we'll do the next pod because obviously I imagine it's going to be quite tricky. Not only with work, but we've got Christmas plans to contend with now, haven't we? For the next yeah, yeah, it all weeks. depends on what Christmas looks like for people because mm-hmm. uh, as I said, like I'm. Obviously, Christmas Day and Boxing Day will probably be out of contention. But, uh, Maybe we should do a Christmas Day one just to piss the other halves off massively. We're all, yeah, all uh, pissed, pissed up after Christmas dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on a call. <laughs> Take your fucking presents upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I can see that one going down really well. What and what are you bringing on the um when when are we playing is it eight? Uh, it's the 12th i believe 12th. um so i will be bringing i, I think it's going to be the necrons again Ooh, i think it will I'm be there. Necrons, said, yeah. i always as again one of the reasons why i like playing uh the bad guy one of the bad guys there's no bad guys in 40k but you know what i mean is again it's more narrative i think you know marine or marine is fine but i do prefer that's also one of the reasons why I went for Thousand Sons as well, because it's just a nice narrative bad guy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing you Thousand Sons. I just, I've got to, I've got to, as I said, I've got the Demon Prince. I now got to start doing the others. I've got like five Prime Zangor ready to go, but I haven't even touched them yet. So we'll see. Um, but should, yeah, hopefully once I get into it, I'll, I'll, I'll get a bit more infused. I was just looking. I'd, I was looking at the number of little paint pots I had to have out to paint these aggressors, and there was about twenty different pots. And I was like, "How are there this many colours for these space marines? How have I got this many pots out just to paint these fuckers?" But it's it's all the little bits, like you know, the green gems and the bloody yeah. yellow shoulder pads. And like red, it, red all rope. Mine out. And I'm like, when I'm doing a model, and I look at a bit of like. White plastic. I'm like, what do I want to put on it? I just pick a random colour sometimes. I'm like, oh, that looks all right. Hopefully that'll work. And like 99% <laughs> of it has come off. But yeah, my desk's covered in paint pots at the minute. Yeah. Right, should we, uh, let's, let's crack on. Yes. Yeah, I've got to go work in six hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave, why don't you just put the heating on, mate? 
funny, isn't you? How do you yeah. get so funny? <laughs> Such an old man. <laughs> I took my hoodie off, thinking, oh, it's quite warm, but it's fucking freezing in here because the radiator's not on. So oh, oh, oh. <coughs> Out there, in the fucking hallway, it's bloody lovely, but oh. hallway where I went for a piss. <laughs> It's just on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. And you can blame Rosie now. Look what he's done. <laughs> oh, he's a fucking little shit, isn't he? <laughs> just pissing his bed. <laughs> uh, right. Any, anything else to add on to gaming before we... Um... No. Uh, Tom, just because it's, it's been a week, do you want to quickly remind everyone about the uh, painting competition, which will be uh, in full full steam ahead now? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, go and check us out on Instagram for um, the painting competition. Um, we're going to... Hang on. Do you know what do you, what do you actually want to say? When does this one go out? This will be a week. Out. So it would have been a week by the time this goes out. I don't know what would have happened by then in the competition. We huh? might change something and I might be saying it wrong. Well, just do a reminder that it's happening. Then I want to say, just to let you know, guys, the painting competition is still going on. Well, if you want, it, well, yeah, just, yeah, uh, we you, definitely you, don't film these all at the same time. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got to, um, Dave's got a jumper on as well. We can just yeah, you've, so. you've got you've got to plug hey, it. I'll change quickly. Someone else might have stumbled onto the channel and gone a painting competition. I think what to say, Alder. Just just really quickly, okay. go check the video out from last week that. <laughs> We all mumbled through. <laughs> go on then, mate. Uh, go again with it. And just so they know what video to click on, what's the competition called? I actually can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I was saying the whole thing, I was trying to the think... Artificer's Quest, wasn't it? Artificer's Quest. So, Artificer's Quest is the competition. It's going well. How well has it gone? Bloody hell. Right. Check us out what, on Instagram. Just say what com- what competition? What's the competition name again? There you go. Oh no, that's staying in. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right, fine. Um, and what was the uh, competition's name again for everyone? So they know what video to click on. 